interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Um, yeah, so how am I doing? Well, um, yeah, um, challenging, um, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so my mom right now is in hospice, so she's transitioning, oh, and I'm not dealing with it well. So an episode on oh. kindness is going to be especially kind of challenging for me. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite shows, which shouldn't be one of my favorite shows, but it is, it's Afterlife with Ricky Gervais, which is about a man who loses his wife and is uh. falling over the whole time. Uh-huh. And the only time he cries... Um, in the show, because he's 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 just an ass to everyone. Like he has so much hate and so much rage and so yeah, much, yeah. and he just doesn't care anymore. And he's like, and he starts crying, and they're like, "Oh, don't cry." He's like, "It's it's not the world I have a problem with. It's it's kindness I can't handle." That's interesting. So when somebody is kind yeah. to him, it kind of tears apart this big ginormous shield he has around him so he can't be hurt um and that's kind of where my head is at i'm kind of going bouncing back and forth um you know my kids they understand but don't understand and and yeah yeah, it's 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 hard it's been it's been challenging (laughs) so is your mom nearby no my mom's in california and you know my mom has said specifically that she doesn't want uh, the kids to see her in this state, so I've been staying away huh. too. And it's not, it's not, it's not a case of unfinished business or, you know, there are things I wish I would have said that I never said. It's just mm-hmm. sadness. So, anyways, so yeah. if you see me drinking a lot, drinking helps because if I drink something, then you know I can compose yeah. myself better. Drinking water and coffee. Yeah. It sounds like sure. you're. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Not 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 drinking beer. Just drinking water, drinking coffee. It just helps oh, me yeah. to to, to well, recenter. What I was think, thinking is, um, uh, are you going to get to see her soon? Or? No, I probably won't. No. Okay. And I I don't think there's 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 an amount of vanity there. Yeah. And she's kind of ninety five percent checked out right now, anyways. So it's, oh, okay. it's yeah. a very yeah. all over the place thing. Yeah. So anyways, I just wanted to make you aware of that. So yeah, if I draw oh, yeah. away or, or I mute my microphone or, or any of the rest of that kind of stuff, I just, I, I don't want you to think it's you. It's so not you. Oh, okay. We love having you on the okay. show and you know, it's going to be a great show. Uh, cause you're great. Oh yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but what I thought, what I was thinking is just, we do, I have, I have a lot of songs, different songs and stuff, but that we just kind of do it natural. If someone comes up, I could play it, that kind of thing. I gotcha. Wonderful. That makes sense? Yeah. Ooh, guys, there is a lot going on. We need, we need a visit from Barry. We need our friend Barry Lane. Do you remember? Forcefieldforgood.com, Barry Lane. Professional children's speaker, spreader of kindness, Barry Lane. Writer, illustrator musician barry lane remember barry we need you welcome back barry oh it's great to be back we are one 
We are one. Family. Family. Sailing on. Sailing on. Sailing on a deep blue sea. A deep blue sea. Deep blue sea. We are one family sailing on the deep blue sea. Be kind to be free. We are stars. We are, we are stars. In one sky. In, In one, one sky. sky. We are birds. We are birds. We are birds. In one tree. In, In one tree. We are stars in one sky, we are birds in one tree. Be kind to be free. Take my hand, take, take my, my hand. hand. Come with me, come, come with me. me. Dream of all, dream, dream of, of all. all. We can be, we, we can be. be. Take my hand and come with me. Dream of all we can be. Be kind to be free. Love is truth. Love, Love is, is truth. truth. It's the key. It's, it's the key. Know your heart. Know, know your heart. heart. And you will see. And, and you will see. see. Love is truth and it's the key. Know your heart and you'll see. Be kind to be free. We are one. We are one. Family. Family. Hand in hand. Hand in hand. We all seek. We all seek. We are one family, and in hand we all see. Be kind to be free. Everybody, be kind. Be, be kind. Free. Be free. Be kind. Be kind. To be free. Yay, Barry, thank you. You guys, this shows you when I hear a song, I hear completely different words. Like you were saying some other word. I was saying some other word. You were saying the correct word, Matt. And I was saying some other word. Oh my goodness. Uh, Barry, thank you. You know, there's a sign right by our door, Barry. It was one of the last visits we had before the pandemic. I feel like our friend Holly was going, going back home to California after visiting with us. Matt was at work. And the girls and I were waving to Holly after hugging her goodbye. And we said, be careful out there, Holly. And she stopped. She turned and looked at us and she said, guys, the world is a safe place. I'm like, oh, it struck me because I'm like, be careful, be careful, be careful. Right. And so in that same spot that I was standing, I put a chalkboard up right by the door and it says the world is a safe place. And every time I look at it, it reminds me of what to focus on and what to bring in. But it also at the same time, simultaneously, I read while I'm reading the world is a safe place. I always in my heart feel like I'm reading the world is a kind place. And be fitting. Totally why 
we're speaking with you is because you are the ambassador of kind. Barry, thank you so much for being with us. There's so much, so much going on. The world is on the verge of, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, World War III. Right. The country's on the verge of civil war. You know, even before that, it was it was already happening. I mean, a, a shooting every day. It feels like emotions are running very thin and have been for years now. Yes. Around the world. And it's become so volatile that it's really important for us to really gather around with our friends and focus on kindness. And that is why we have our beautiful friend Barry here with us today. This show today is not really that thought out. We're just going to have heart-to-heart talk on kindness. Where do we begin? How, how do we, I mean, first making sense of it, you know, and then making sense of things that are happening around the world. After everything we've been through as a collective with a pandemic and everything, right. with social total like in everybody's face this time social injustice economic hardship hardship i said hardship um you know what do we do how i what do you do when in your face it seems like things are hopeless is it hopeless to have kindness rule around the world like is it a possibility Barry is smiling. And that's why why that's why he's here. Look at his beautiful face. I wish we had video. He's smiling. He is smiling well, this knowing, beautiful wisdom kind of smile. What well, are you thinking? I'm thinking that I, when I get depressed, I like to compare centuries. And I go back to the 20th century and look up what was happening instead of 2022 1922 and that was a time after world war one when the countries were it had this giant we even had a, a world war in this this uh, century so we're off to a good start <laughs> but right. the the other thing is that the league of nations which was a very uh, troubled enterprise but at first the first attempt to do something that we see now working very well, which is economic sanctions. I and mean, the whole world, instead of ganging up with armies to gang up with banks and all this other stuff to crush the the tyrant, to crush the, you know, this guy that's living in like Napoleonic Europe in his head and who's trying to invade another country. And, and wow, you know, what's happened is the, the armies of peace are out there doing pretty good you know and i'm not trying to say there aren't a lot of problems but boy this is a great model to go on you know if, if we can do it get this guy under control through our economic stuff you know and you know and, you know what's uh, so that's, uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt can you please hold that thought but like it just reminds me but what's so weird is as a peaceful kind of person who doesn't want to fight Unless it's a martial arts kind of moment, then, you know, then I'm all in if I have to. Um, I'm cheering for violence, I find myself. And then I feel really guilty, Barry. I'm cheering for the yeah, violence because, think, uh, you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing these totally tiny little skinny ballerinas holding arms and going to battle. And I'm like, yeah, 
And then I feel terrible and disgusted with myself for, I feel like I'm perpetuating it. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I'm wondering if I would join the Ukrainian army, if I was a Ukrainian man, I probably would. I would. Because it's self-defense. People like Pete Seeger and um, Woody Guthrie back in the day, they, they said, we got to put up, we got to stop fighting for unions and fight against the Nazis now when they, when they went to, to war over in Europe. And I think this concept of a just war is when it's about self-defense, you know, when you kind of, the difference between defending yourself versus uh, kind, being kind, um, just def- self-defense versus kind of um, uh, the kind of wars that we've had, which are just kind of almost imperial enterprises, you know, go off to Afghanistan and those kind of things. It's so, it's so confusing, Barry. The Canadians marched on the U.S. right now or something like that. The Canadians with the, you know, they they watch. Yeah, Yeah, like our neighbors, our family. I mean, that's what's happening is, and it's always what's happened. It's always going to war with family, your, your brothers and sisters. It's, it's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's the same thing. It's going to battle with people really that are your brothers and sisters. And yeah. it's wild well, the to... First victim. Yeah. The first victim in any war is truth, right? And love is truth. So love is the first victim <laughs> right. in any war. Yeah. And uh, you see what's happened in Russia. They've gotten rid of all the news channels and stuff and all these great station uh, people that were spreading truth about what was going on and uh and but I, truth wins in the end always um love wins in the end i believe does it <laughs> thank you yeah, i will yeah, hold, i will like hold on gandhi's famous statement you know there will be tyrants and for a while it will seem like their might is you know it's a house of cards russia is a house of cards putin is a house of cards i should say and um that it's going to it it will be it, the sad part is what's happening that the amount of suffering that has to happen it and appears has to happen I feel before like we get to the part. part of the suffering is also the confusion and the polarity of it all you know for example like i said i'm here here i am thinking yeah i would fight right and then here i am also looking at the grandmothers that are totally throwing down and fighting grandmothers right and i'm looking at women i saw some footage of women taking the russian soldiers like they had them in custody and they were feeding them whatever food they had and giving them something hot to drink and you could see the soldier was clearly beaten up right and here they are totally nourishing them and saying look this is what's really happening the soldiers didn't know what was happening they didn't know that they were mm-hmm. caught up in lies also they didn't know what they were doing right and so these women were explaining look this is what's happening and using their own phones to give to this russian soldier to have him call his mom and let her know that he's okay that's beautiful it's beautiful See, right and then yeah. and then at the same time fighting and killing these people like killing each other it's i think it's that kind of um polarity that really messes up everyone if you think about it it is so confusing and it, it's so this what's the word this uh, combobulate Dis- discombobulated discombob- i can't pronounce that word discombob is it a word 
it this this you, you I use it for I've used it forever. I don't know if it's a real word. Um, but like in my mind, it's like it's so hard to be kind to like the Russian army. It's hard. It's hard to even contemplate being kind. But it's easy to be kind to this soldier in the Russian army that's standing in front of me because mm -hmm. we're just people. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where my head and goes. And then that's yeah. that's where, again, Aikido comes in, right? You're there to protect your attacker. Say what now? That's what Aikido teaches us, our right. martial arts. As they're shooting at us. Oh, my goodness. So, Barry, like... So the positive, again, I'll say it, we have the we, the fact that you know that story, that our, that everybody is a journalist today with their phones. And if you see these remarkable videos, all that is is helping you know because it's showing truth what, what real truth and the russian people are starting to get it too i mean it's it, even though their media is so it is warped, so so i think that love i really want to research the whole truth business it is really complicated and oh by the way another thing was a grandmother who took down a russian drone with a jar of pickled tomatoes <laughs> yeah yeah i love that she she flung it at it and brought it <laughs> yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like um, those are the images that stick with people and show that I mean that people have this great power and truth is like is a power and there's love that during war you don't think of of, of love but even Mr. Rogers when he talks about look to the helpers to everywhere you look you see this incredible solidarity of people in, in the ukraine and uh, if we could get that at a time when it's not war for the whole world we'd have a lot of you know that would be a, a very hopeful thing for the whole world <laughs> some aliens attacked or something <laughs> the whole world would become this solid group of people but uh, love, uh, war brings out the worst and the best in, in people and it is the perfect timing for kindness because it's when things are really, really bad is when kindness is most powerful. Isn't it, Barry? Yeah. I saw one of those memes on the internet. I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something like war is people who don't know each other killing each other because of people who know each other <laughs> but don't get along. <laughs> and and um, uh, the famous World War One truce, you know, 19, whatever year it was. Uh, do you remember that Christmas, the Christmas truce? These guys were killing each other, the Germans and the French. And because of Christmas, they took a three-day break. And they just got out of their tents. They exchanged addresses. They played soccer. And <laughs> they actually, um, the officers had to actually force them to get back into the trenches because nobody at that point, everybody kind of knew each other and, and um, so i think that uh, that's one example of just how outdated war is as a thing the more information people get the less likely they are to go to war the true information and know, I, about what's going on that is so true and i think that's that's the the problem today and that is the biggest weapon is truth it's the biggest weapon on both sides for example you know, everywhere, especially in the United States, truth is just, a, it's a trigger word because what is truth and nobody knows because we're also faced with so much propaganda right? and so, so many 
versions of truth, if you will. I don't know. But one of the, like, for example, I was listening to an interview with this young man who has a young family and he was calling his father in Russia from the Ukraine. His family's in Russia. His parents are in Russia. He was trying to explain to him what just happened and what is happening, that their house was bombed, that, you know, all this stuff is happening. And his father said, no, it's not. And he's like, dad, I'm, I'm seeing it with my, with my, I'm right in the thick of it. Like, and his dad kept saying, no, you're wrong. Because his truth was so different than his son's truth, his son. And, and he was saying that he had, he just had to stop talking to his dad. And he's, you know, he could have been dead, the young man. Right. The next time, you know, there would, there may not have been a next time, but lucky enough, he actually called again, called his dad again and kept doing it. And little by little, very little by little, his dad started to be open to believing him. But for, for a father, for a parent not to believe their child's truth, that is deep. I mean, that is the worst kind of weapon to to have happened. I mean, look what's happening to the United States. We're all so divided well, over what truth is. Welcome to the world of the moral imperative, though, because everybody, in order to, I think, stay sane, not be crazy in the clinical term, we have to believe that we're do, we're acting in a moral way. When we know we're acting in an immoral way and we know we're acting consistently in an immoral way, inherently we know that that's wrong. Whatever moral means to a given person, right? Because, yeah, morality, unfortunately or fortunately, it, it is an absolute, but it's Im sometimes impossible to quantify. And by the way, for those few people out there who are heavy metal fans... I have to say, Sabaton released a new album, The War to End All Wars. It's about the Great War. It's about World War One, And they have a song called The Christmas Truce. And they do talk oh, about really? that event oh, that great. happened. And it's it's quite a beautiful song, but wow. Look that up. It's one of those like, ooh. <laughs> I don't know. It's definitely not your style, Barry. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering how you were going to bring heavy metal in into this episode. <laughs> Well, no, I was I was actually going to mention the Christmas truce before before Barry did actually okay. because yeah, yeah what oh, we're yeah. seeing with the European war we're seeing a lot of yeah it's it's very eerie. Those, those are courageous acts of kindness. And the funny thing is, that even the most insane dictators or leader like Hitler or Putin, they have to create lies that create truth their own version of truth you know um you know the famous one was in poland you know in the same area of the world actually back in world war ii when hitler went to invade poland he, he couldn't do it because there was no reason to so basically putin's using the same playbook he says there are german speakers that live in poland they're being persecuted and there was a german radio station that was attacked yep. and uh, they got Polish army uniforms they got and they brought all these concentration camp prisoners and they dressed them in these uniforms and then killed them all put them by the radio station and then said that you know it, it had been attacked by these Polish soldiers to start the war and the name of the uh, operation the code name was Operation Canned Goods 
like there was this uh, so even people with no moral compass they realize that they can't influence the world without having morality so they actually use the, their um, they play they play the world of course like a con man does right. but they know that tr they believe in truth too they don't really believe in it but they believe that everybody believes in truth so that they they need an excuse to do their terrible things and so forth and uh, and, uh, and uh, so i have a song that's called it's a new song called manners politeness and love you know? And it sounds incongruous to be singing at a time like this, but there's a point, there's a line in the song that I love, which is, uh, be kind to be free, and the world will see that love is truth and hate is just a lie. Yeah. I think that uh, there's a kind of a bravery. It, it takes, when I was saying to Fawn, we were talking earlier in the week, is that there's a bravery to be kind, a courageousness in a, in a world that's that's gone really uh, to the dark side and uh, so this song's about the everyday things we can do to uh, when i talk to kids about this we talk about what manners politeness and love are and they're basically they're not just rituals you know when i, when I was in the south once i said everyone's so polite down here i remember talking to this guy I said yeah you'd be polite too if you got a backhand across the face as two-year-olds just said something rude <laughs> <laughs> so it, not that kind of politeness but the kind of true politeness uh, one of the things that um, tim snyder in his book on tyranny mm. says is that 20 things to do at a time like this one of the things he says look make eye contact with people uh, especially people that you don't agree with uh, and constantly be, be there for them so that they see you're a real person. And it's true. What's really true is what's happening between you and I, not what you heard on the radio or something. So it goes like this. Manners, politeness, and love Shine like the stars high above When the sky grows dark There's a light we must think of Manners, politeness, and love. Thank you. Sorry. How are you today? You're welcome. Don't worry. We'll find a kinder way. Kind to be free, and the world will see. Love is truth, and hate is just a lie. Thank you. Sorry. How are you today? You're welcome. Don't worry. We'll find a kinder way. so much Barry yeah we will find a kinder way Barry this is why I love talking to you anytime something happens I get a text from Barry 
after the major shootings here in Colorado at the supermarket, uh. Barry sent me the kindest notes in the midst of it all, like when things just seem so unkind and horrible. Barry always sets us straight. We'll, we will find a kinder way. Let's just remember that. Yeah. And, and the truth, you know, your heart always knows the truth. You can feel it. You can always feel when something is not true. Don't you find? Yeah. Like a long time ago, I had a friend who was very, very spiritual, um, religious. She's East Indian. And it was actually in India. We were walking around. And out of the blue, she's like, fun. And for those of you that are not religious, just bear with me. Just think about <laughs> it on a, on a universal scale. But like out of the blue, she like got really thoughtful. And we were shopping for saris. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we weren't at a temple or anything. We were shopping. <laughs> and she <laughs> she looks at me. She's like, fun. Do you know when something is from God? I'm like, and I was, I, I was, I was thinking of how to reply. She's like, let me tell you. <laughs> so I'll tell you what she said. She said, you know, it's from a place like that because you feel a lightness. And, and I think that's the, with the truth. Isn't it Barry? Isn't it Matt? Like when you, when you are faced with something, you always know in your heart what the truth is. For example, you know, I don't know if it's me just being super psychic, but do you all feel this? Not that you're not psychic, but like, bear with me. So someone is telling you something and it's an obvious lie. Don't you find that your brain kind of like a computer pauses? <laughs> That's we all pause. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you, do you feel a pause? Because... Something doesn't quite click together. Right. Well, I don't necessarily pause, but you're right. I enter into the state of very, very confused, especially if this is somebody whose opinions and knowledge I trust and they're telling me something I know isn't true. It's, it's, you hit that world where it's like, wait, something doesn't fit. There's a puzzle piece and I've got one puzzle piece left and it doesn't fit in my puzzle. So what's going on? And it doesn't have to be this like, um, propaganda kind of stuff. Like you ask someone, how are you? Your friend, how are you? Fine, I'm fine. Hi, how are you? And you know that's not true. Right. Even if you don't know what's going on, you're like, whoa, really? Right. And then, of course, then the person makes the decision whether or not to actually tell you what's really going on. But you know. You know in your heart. Yeah. And that's just it, yes. Unless you're a total psychopath, but most people aren't. And uh, the uh, one of my favorite things to watch on YouTube is the behavior panel. I don't know if you've ever watched that. These, no, what is these that? four what guys. Is that? Oh, oh, they're amazing. They're four guys that consult all around the world with world leaders and, and their interrogators. And they, they do videos. They show videos of people and just tell you uh, whether they see deceitful behavior in their eye movement. And their, it's kind of like that show Lie to Me that was on TV. Oh, dear. Oh, whatever. And, and, uh, but they... Uh, they're very good at it but one of the things people do when they lie like people have done horrible things they they start doing this thing where they they move back and forth or they stroke their arm it's called self-soothing behaviors you know because people are like uh they're afraid my feeling about that is people are um truth is like a safety in a way you know and it's unsafe uh, to be in a world without truth. And so they soothe themselves 
this is why villains have nervous tics, I think, here <laughs> in movies. There's kind of a, a, a thing about it that, that makes them kind of feel uncomfortable. Even people who, you know, they know they're lying, that kind of thing. And the truth is something much more... Um, uh, you can live there. There's a, I don't know who said this, but you're only as sick as your secrets in, in life, you know. The, the, and, you know, Dostoevsky, you talk about Russians and Crime and Punishment, a great novel about a guy who figures out he can murder his landlady and get away with it. And it would be, you know, in life, and there's all these justifications for it, just kind of you know, not a very nice person and that kind of thing. And that whole novel is about uh, basically. This guy who has to reckon with what he's done, and, and so it sort of rips him apart, and he he becomes redeemed in the end. But it's like he needs faith to be, he needs to be able to reveal his secret and that kind of thing. And it's really one of the great Russian novels, and I think one of the things about Russia is they're a lot like America in a way. It's a big country, and they think big, even though they never had democracy. When they do, they're going to be a great democracy. <clears throat> it's a funny thing to be saying right now. But um, they're going to be a country like Ukraine in a few years, I believe. And uh, I, I think we made a huge mistake after uh, uh, the Berlin Wall came down. We should have done much more to woo them into the European Union. It was so bizarre. I lived near Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and there's Russian submarines off the coast still patrolling. In, you know, And we're still, the Soviet Union's gone, and yet there's still all these things happening in the world we haven't done enough to dismantle all that nonsense you know and when what Putin did almost seemed like a guy doing like a comedian today doing mother-in-law jokes or something it just seems so out of time you know he, what he did in, in the Ukraine is so 19th century you know what I mean it, it has the quality of that, that way. and as a country uh, as a world um Peace does not come by everybody singing Kumbaya, that kind of thing. People are still going to be part baboon, part bonobo. They're going to they're going to be part peaceful and part nasty. And but peace comes when the the peaceful part becomes a real commitment to the whole world. And and if you want to look at at something positive, you know, you can look to that. Uh, you know that that family that family that fed the Russian soldier, but you can also look to all these companies that are actually losing huge profits by pulling out of Russia and doing all this stuff. This is huge. I mean, that's like a very positive thing. And one of the things that we're so upset about is we have so much more information too today that we know about. We're much more conscious of all the things that are going on in the world. So that doesn't really make it any better, but I think it makes it. Uh, you know, when Viktor Frankl, uh, who wrote The Man's Search for Meaning, was in the concentration camp, you know, one of his, uh, it's the only positive memoir uh, of that experience that I know of, positive in that you walk away going, wow, this guy learned a lot there. Well, one of the things he did is he imagined himself lecturing about that experience 10 years later, and which he actually did. You know? wrote a book about it and so forth but, and i think that's one way to find peace is to look ahead and then look back and say wow this was a time when the entire world except for china that's another story but got together and basically said you know enough 
this is not behavior that we can have in our world. And um, that's a great model for peace. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? Did I hear this right? But like when the fighting started, even the Taliban said, whoa, we don't need to be doing this. <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that there, it's, uh, that's a positive part of the story, I think, and of the history of, of what this is going to be. This is a really important period. And on a bad day, it feels like history is going to end, you know. But right. uh, on a good day, we can look back and say, wow, this is where we learned that you can, one person, just one person in the world can't destroy the lives of millions. They can try, but we're going to, you know, fight back. Should have a song about that. <laughs> well, we're going to fight back and we're, we know we're going to be shown that we're not alone in standing yeah. up to this, I think is also mm -hmm. key, you know. And there are many ways to quote unquote, I don't like the word fight here, you guys, but there are many ways to create a better world. You don't necessarily need to pick up arms unless they're your own arms and you're hugging somebody and I sound like a total outdated hippie i'm sorry but do you know what i'm saying like there are ways there are many ways you may be in the midst of battle but you can at the same time hold what you want in the future hold the feeling of kindness and hold the feeling of a harmonious society it's very easy for me to say in our kitchen right now a kitchen that is stocked with food Right, and, and we coffee. can't hear conflict in the distance or anything, for I sure. I mean, we can feel it. Yes. And, I mean, we still see conflict. I mean, you know, here too. I don't know, it's hard. And, and then the, the guilt thing comes up. And what you were saying at the beginning of the show, Matt, is then when you do face kindness, when you do see kindness, it breaks you. Because you just want to weep. But I don't think it breaks you in a... Okay, well, it so it, it seems like it breaks you in a bad way, but I think it breaks you in a necessary way. Yeah, a necessary way, like a, how a mother or, you know, a parent, a loving person holds a baby and the baby starts sobbing. You know, like when you fall and you skin your knee when you're little. Right. And then someone is really kind to you. That's when you start crying. Right. That's when you realize, oh, that's right. I have so much pain. You know, there's always that pause where you hold it together. And then as soon as you're met with an embrace, and maybe that's why, when, you know, Barry, you were talking about the villains, how they rock back and forth or like they fidget like that. It's kind of like being embraced by, by a mother. And by mother, I mean a loving source. Yes, yes. Yeah, and everybody's seeking that. Yeah, it's like the villain's lullaby is their nervous twitch. Oh my God, <laughs> the villain's to, lullaby. So, so. Oh my yeah. dear. See, That's I just fun. continually think about the time where you were in deep trouble and you just played with a piece of lint in your pocket. Must you bring that up? Oh my God. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to say that's what you notice yourself doing as a kindergartner. Hold on. Now we have to explain what that is. No, we don't. We can just no, go on No, we from can't here. leave our friends out there not knowing. This is very, very embarrassing and disgraceful about me. Something about me that is very disgraceful. Do you guys want to hear it? No. Sure. 
<clears throat> the show's about kindness, not meanness. Well, oh, but I have to now. I'll just I'll just make it brief. I won't get into the gory details. But I was in kindergarten and I beat up a little kid for no reason. But I just had a villainous kind of thing come take over me over an eraser at the table and i beat up this kid and then i walked away like nothing ever happened and then later that kid comes like stumbling back holding his head because i beat him on his head and the teacher was right there the whole class was against me and the only comfort i had was going in my jacket pocket and just holding my lint the lint in my pocket was my only only friend but in that time, although I was the total villain, I, I knew I had, what I had done and I knew the injustice that I was responsible for and I really needed comfort and I think that's why I ended up lashing out the way I did was because things were so bad in my life at that point. Mm-hmm. A kindergartner. Right. And you know, some people mm. don't have a lint to turn to. I had my lint. Well, I think everybody <laughs> finds something once they come to that absolute breaking point. And for some people, you know, this is why people get so devoted to their pets or because they do provide some element of that soothing. Unless you don't, like a Hitler or a Putin. Hitler loved dogs. Hitler had a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's the most messed up, trivial thing to remember, but, and there were concentration camp guards who fed birds and, you know, on and on and on. Um, yeah, just, there's, there's a lot of really messed up things we can talk about and, and these kind of trivial kind of things. But, you know, in the face of so much, I think just moral sense of wrongness that kind of sinks into your body, you need to do something to feel good. Mm. Or at least something to say you're not alone or something to, to, to be brave or, you know, now for me personally, and I tell people this and nobody ever believes me, but I don't believe in quote unquote secrets. If I tell you something and you tell the whole world, I feel like that's on me for even like thinking maybe I could trust you with it or whatever. The fact that I tell somebody means that I need it to get out for whatever reason. And what that person chooses to do with that information or with that whatever, I mean, you know, if they choose to broadcast it to the world, then that's what they choose to do because I've already made a choice to share that information with someone else. So, you know, I, I you, you kind of lose control. And this is one of the things people, this is one of the really insidious bits of truth is that there's such a desire to share truth. And there's such a, a hunger for just genuineness and truth in the world that on some level doesn't matter if it's like really evil or scandalous or anything else. It's just, it gets out there. And for me to then what, be mad at somebody that I cared enough about to share a truth with? Wow, that seems like just... My dog. It, yeah. You know, I, I, I always say poor on me, but it's it's, yeah, it's just, it's hard to explain, but... That's kind of my philosophy. I just don't believe in secrets. Do you think that's why bank robbers end up telling people what they did? Well, there is a, again, yes, there's a desire to share. This is a, uh, one of the Baha'i writings is called The Hidden Words. One of the, is about, I, forget, I don't have it right in front of me, but that, that justice is, is God's gift to people because through it, you'll see 
through your own eyes and not through the eyes of another. And that it, it's sort of a gift because it allows you, it's, it's something that that exists, that truth actually exists in the world. Barry. The dog wants something. Yes, 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 the dog definitely does want something. Is Bar- Barry's dog? Oh is my goodness! Hi. Hello. Oh, it's Barry's dog, like everybody. His bow when it gets too small. This is oh. like one of those rawhide things. And it's just, I'm afraid of him choking on it. Right. Mm. Barry, what is your dog's name? His name's Rishi. Rishi. Which means ray of light in oh. Sanskrit. Rishi wanted to say. He's part Bishan and he's part Shih Tzu. So I call him a shit zone. Uh. <laughs> and but he's a beautiful doggy. And dogs are like and, and cats, you know, they're, they're they're such comfort at times like this. It takes you out of yourself. Uh, they take you out of yourself and and just simple compassion, you know. Um mm-hmm. I have a song called Be Kind that I do with kids. And one of the lines is teach your kitty how to purr. Scratch your neck and pat her fur. Help your doggy wag his tail. Your sweet love will never fail. There are ways of practicing love, you know? I mean, and I imagine in in wartime, it's more, more, probably way more accentuated that you know that because you're literally protecting them. We're meant to love, and it's what makes us feel safe, you know, whether it's a puppy or some lint in your pocket. I was going to say, or just finding beauty, finding beauty, bringing beauty in, in some way. I always go back to Martha Stewart, who right after 9-11, someone asked her, what do we do? And she said, well, go find a flower, bring it in, put it in a vase, whatever you're surrounded in, like wherever you are, try to make it as beautiful as possible. Start with your immediate surroundings and make that better so it could so be true. it could be taking care of someone you love like your dog right and it could be taking care of a plant it could be taking care of just something really simple whatever you have make it better and nourish it so nourish your home nourish your own self nourish your loved mm-hmm. ones with whatever you can find whatever you can create yeah yeah that's so true and, and providing comfort to people around you. Like, I mm-hmm. want to say the high point for me this past week was me sharing some interesting information with people I used to work with, people I haven't, hadn't connected to in a while, and actually giving them information that's going to help them out. That was the highest point of my week. It wasn't getting something or, you know, having an awesome pastry or anything else. You know, that was the high point. And... Yeah. You know, kind of the second high point was getting getting a hug from one of my little girls. Can I tell you mine mm-hmm. too? So I had a high point because of what what obviously is happening around the world and within our family with the passing of your mom and everything. You know, I, um, you know, there's so many things that have been happening at the same time. And so my kind of high point came from one of the low points. And, you know, I always say it's really, it's really important for you to figure out the people in your life, what role they play. Is it a number one, number two, or number three role in friendship, for example? What kind of friend are you? Right. And what kind of friend do you really have? 
going back to again Aristotle and the Nicomachean ethics of friendship like there's a friend who's friends with you because of how they feel around you there's the second type of friend who is friends with you because of what they're getting from you and then there's the third friend who is friends with you regardless because they just love you that's it you're ugly you're happy you're upset it doesn't matter they're just in in love right with you and that's the true friend right and it's hard because sometimes even me you know even though i've been working on this for a long long time it's hard to realize oh this person is not what i thought right which is fine everyone has a kind of friend that is that particular kind of friend for this thing or that thing do you know what i'm and, saying yeah and there's nothing wrong with having a huge quantity of these kind of what do you want to call it? Level one and level two friends? Yeah. You know, there's I, absolutely nothing wrong with Yeah. That. There's a, you know, there's room for everybody. But if you're thinking, oh, this is my number three friend, and then things happen, and you're like, oh, oh, well. So, for example, my low point this week was I texted two of my friends that are like sisters to me, right? And I said, first, uh, first I sent a GIF, a GIF or a GIF. Whatever, you know, I sent them those Picture. little tiny moving pictures and it was this cartoon character totally sobbing, crying, like inconsolable. And then after that, I said, I feel so alone and scared right now. And all I get is a text that says, you're not alone. And I never got another text or anything again. Right. Crickets. Crickets. Yet, people I didn't expect to even, like, be there or anything, they were there constantly with phone calls and texts. Right. With prayers, with healings. Right. You know, like, and I didn't even ask them. <laughs> you know, I didn't even, like, tell them, mm -hmm. hey, I feel alone. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that we learn about friendships through the ones that evolve, you know, the ones that are transactional turn into something else. You know, uh, you know how friendships can be like that person is dependent on you, but you're not dependent on them. You know, but mm -hmm. they go, you don't go to them when you're vulnerable. And I had a friend like that who, um, you know, we were friends, but a lot of it was me being like a a sounding board to him, you know, to whatever. And then my dad died suddenly um, um, right after my second daughter was born. And it was very, it was really painful time. And he came to the funeral and we went for a walk. And, and we still remember exactly where we were, the swing set where like, when we used to, when I was a little kid, I used to hang out. And he just, he's, he was, he just sort of, put his arms around me and I just wept, you know, and it was like, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know I was going to do it. You know what I mean? It was like just this moment and, and that transformed our friendship from then on. Of it course. Was, yeah. At that point. Um, yeah. And I think today with texting and all the nonsense that, that we have, there's a lot more transactional relationships, you know, they talk, I read this book called Reclaiming Conversation by uh, Sherry Turkle, and she talks about how, 
people will go through their texts and they text back to the people that are more high status first and then <laughs> they go down the line if you hear from them in two days you know that you're low on their friendship list <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing and i think that kind of transactional stuff is so much easier to do through texting right but in real life you know you know who those people are usually you know people that show up and those that don't you know that kind of thing but at, at the same time i have to de- defend the texting barry because that's all we have and yeah i'm not saying it's bad i'm just know, saying it, it can create that kind of world true like i have, make it more easier I have some friends and, you know, all we have is text and WhatsApp because that's what we have. Right. Because we're, we're so mm. far away distance wise, like physical oh, yeah. distance. But I feel them holding my hand. I feel their embrace. Wendy, mm-hmm. I'm talking to you. Martine, I'm talking to you. <laughs> you know, I, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I want to embrace that as well because yeah you can feel it much like the truth you can feel a genuine friend holding your hand you don't have to be there physically and i think Mm -hmm. that's what trips people up sometimes like they disappear because they feel like oh my god i have to do this grand gesture that i don't have the capacity for but really all it takes is a simple text but like just something to acknowledge that you're still there you're there with them you know, I am still holding your hand through this mic. I am holding your hand to you listening. I'm holding you. I'm holding you. I'm, I am embracing you. I'm not going to let go. Feel that because that's the honest truth. But much like truth, mm. you know, like, you know, what uplifts you and you know, what's a lie. So in a text, you can tell there's discord or if it's, holding hands why are you looking like that again i hear i hear a clock yeah i've been hearing a tick 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 are you wearing are you wearing a wristwatch oh oh you know what it is i'm gonna take this thing out i put in this this clock in my office (laughs) i'm I'm sorry i just started hearing it no as an editor now of you know a podcast i hear everything and I've been noticing it this whole time, and I found it quite um, soothing. Soothing, yeah. Well, that's but gone now. oddly, oddly eerie at the same time because of what's happening in the world. Right. Uh, like, <laughs> well, no, it's, it's gonna it's, sound like an episode of sixty minutes. This. <laughs> and there you go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I just completely derailed us. We need to get back on track. No, that's fine. That's fine. It's all. It's all good. It's okay. all good. It's all conversation. So Barry, oh, Barry. <laughs> help <laughs> uh, I thought I could do like a, a song there's two songs I wanted to do but one maybe I'll do the one that I did, they talked about a little earlier which is called Be Kind it's really simple sure. it, it's a calypso song and it kind of has a beat like try it uh oh he's pointing at us I think he wants us to do yeah yeah you guys slap it on the table oh I can't hear the beat I can't hear you can't thumping hear no it's funny, it goes out. The sound goes out. Yeah, the oh, sound goes out. I'll just try it, see what it goes. Be kind, be kind, be kind to someone. Be kind, be kind, kindness makes life fun. When I've been to France and I've been to Spain, seen some sorrow and some pain. When we fill our hearts 
with love. Light rains down with love. song <laughs> and you know honestly it. when i'm kind on a one-on-one -on -one kind of level i get this like mischievous like my brain different parts of my brain fire that don't necessarily fire in some and by fire i just mean neurons but yes. um that you know when you're kind of just doing what you're doing you're just kind of going through your day and doing whatever it is you're doing there's, there's a certain i don't know there's a not funness to it and there's a funness to kind. There's an uplift. There's a mischievous. For me, it's mischievous. I don't know if that's for everybody. Oh, totally. But I always feel like I'm doing something a little bit naughty. Especially the random acts of kindness. Right. Where you do something and you run. 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 <laughs> like random acts of kindness. But it, it just uplifts you for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Why does it feel mischievous? Because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel the same way. I'm like, hee, hee, hee. And then I have to run. Why? What's that? That's, that's, that's another topic. That's deep. That's deep. <laughs> yeah, it could be that just there's no... I think a lot of what people do in life is transactional. You're doing trading things with people. But kindness for its own sake, it's sort of like a... It's a, the line in, in my other song, open your heart to the sky. Remember your where and your why. Where are you? Why are you here? <laughs> that kind of thing. And I think that kindness is a way of 
saying that you don't work for it you're not an employee <laughs> of kindness you're not a friend who trades things with each other but you're doing it out of just a pure there's like a purity uh, of motive that i think makes us realize our why you know i think that that's that's one of those things. and the mischievous part i, I think that's kind of like you're you're rogue you know yes. if you're living in a world where everything is you know, think about it people get set to pay a hundred thousand dollars to go to college so they're going to be in debt and fearful their whole life about money and all these other things that uh, prey on our lower brain that make us feel fight or fight response to the world you know whereas kindness is a way of escaping that when you're kind you you don't need money to be kind or to be happy you know for to a certain extent but we need kindness uh, kindness is like a, it i think it fulfills an existential primal need that is perfect that is the perfect way to hold that thought let's just stay here right here this the world needs you the world needs this help the world to be kind and remember make eye contact it is all about what is happening between you and me hold it right there that's where kindness lives and that's the ripple that will be created and go all around everywhere let's just hold that and we will talk again in a few days barry thank you thank you for this beautiful reminder thank you for the truth thank you for your kindness you are an exceptional beautiful loving friend we are so lucky we are so lucky, Barry. Thank you so I feel much. very lucky, too, to be with you guys. So thank you. We love you so much. Absolutely. And love you, too. If this isn't enough, Barry, for you, because God knows it isn't for me, we do have an earlier episode with him. We do. And it's uh, there's a link to it right in this episode. And remember, go to forcefieldforgood.com. You will find Barry's work. He is an amazing speaker. He goes around and speaks with children and he, he, he's, I'm telling you, he is the ambassador of kindness. I'm not kidding. He is an amazing writer, illustrator, obviously songwriter and musician, a phenomenal human being. Forcefieldforgood.com. Check him out. Get his Thank music. Thanks, guys. It's been a real pleasure just hanging out with you at this real difficult time. I know that, uh, in the end, everything's going to work out great. That's what I think. Kindness will and prevail, Barry? Yes. Kindness will always prevail if we let it. And I think we have to practice it. It doesn't take much. You can get a kitty or a dog to start and start on your neighbor next. Right. <laughs> it's something that grows in time. And protect your ability to love because that's where the that's the heart of who you are yes protect your ability to love very much love you guys thank you so much indeed and remember you're not alone make eye contact it's all what's happening between you and me love you wait 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 hold on is there another song let's do another song 
again before we go this is like one of those movies where you think the movies ended and the subtitles or no the things the, the, cre- the, the credits go again. up <laughs> and then whoa lo and behold here's another scene everybody so this is called different but the same Same, same, same. From her tippy toes up to her brain, brain, brain. We can make the sunshine when it rain, rain, rain. We are all so different, but the same, same, same. We can all shine brighter if we try, try, try. Think of all the stars up in the sky, sky, sky. When you're feeling angry, just ask why, why, why. We can all shine brighter if we try, try, try. And do you know who you are? Precious gem, shining star. And do you know who to be? Smiling sun. A loving sea Cause we're all connected By the light, light, light From the early morning Till the night, night, night We all know what's wrong And what is right, right, right We're all connected By the light, light, light Of the rain.